You are listening to Beltway Beef, official commentary from the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. My name is Ed Frank. I am NCBA Senior Director of Policy Communications, and we're coming to you this week from the 2020 Cattle Industry Convention and NCBA Trade Show in San Antonio, Texas. And we have a very special guest this this week. We have Andrew Wheeler, the EPA Administrator. Mr. Wheeler, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, Ed. Great to be here. Great to be here with the cattlemen, too. Right. And um, so thank you for coming to the convention. Thanks for doing the podcast. Um, Right after this podcast, you're going to go speak to NCBA's board of directors. What message are you going to deliver today? Well, the EPA is here to help the cattlemen with their issues. And the the main issue I want to talk to them about is our new Waters of the U.S. definition. And the fact that we are for the, we actually call the navigable waters protection rule because that's what the rule is supposed to be about, protecting navigable waters, not um, regulating farm ditches. Right. And, and so obviously that was, uh, that was rolled out a, a week or so ago. Um, it seems like a couple of weeks ago. We've had a, <laughs> had a busy couple of weeks here. Um, and I do want to say yesterday we had a D.C. issues update with our lobby team. Um, and at the beginning of it, we put together a video of all of the accomplishments that we've had um, over the last year. And it's been, a, it's been a good year for the cattle industry on the policy front with USMCA being ratified and the China trade deals, a lot of, lot of, uh, lot of good victories. But the, but the one victory that got the biggest round of applause was the repeal of the 2015 WOTUS bill or the WOTUS uh, rule. Um, can you explain to folks a little bit in, in a little bit more depth um, how the new rule um, will affect uh, cattle producers as opposed to the 2015 rule? Sure. The 2015 rule, which we repealed this past fall, was all about taking control over private property through the guise of water. And, you know, we, we had, I think it was Missouri Farm Bureau told us that over 95% of the state of Missouri would have been caught up under the, under the Obama rule. What we tried to do is we, we had three guiding principles. The first is that a property owner should be able to tell for themselves whether or not the water in their property is federal or not. And the second is to differentiate between federal and state water. And then the, th- the third overarching um, principle is to make sure that we have a regulation that's legally sound that will be upheld by the courts so that once and for all we won't have this back and forth over like we have for the last 30, 40 years debating what is navigable water. We wanted to, we, we crafted a regulation that follows the Clean Water Act as well as relevant Supreme Court decisions and this hopefully will be a definition that will stand the test of time. Great. Um, in your opening, you mentioned um, trying to be more cooperative, working more cooperatively with uh, with industry and with the agricultural sector. Um, I used to work over at the Labor Department under Secretary Chow in the Bush 43 administration, and I know one of the things that they really worked hard on there, especially with the enforcement agencies like OSHA, was something called compliance assistance. That sounds similar to, um, to, to what you're working on there. Um, can you talk a little bit about that and, and talk about, I know there was an emphasis back then about getting the career employees to sort of have a mindset change and buy into that principle. Is that something that you're working on at EPA as well? Absolutely. And on the compliance side, our compliance figures are up where we're working more with um, regulated industries, um, individuals, um, companies. And so at the front end, we're doing more on the compliance, the self-audit. We approve for the state of Wyoming their self-audit um, policies so that when they audit a facility, we won't come back and second-guess them. Um, and at the other end of the spectrum, though, we are, if, if people are purposefully violating the laws, we will go after them with the criminal um, 
enforcement tools that we have. So we're not, and, the, and our numbers actually have, have gone up slightly over the last two years. So we want to work first and foremost with everybody, particularly cattlemen, farmers. They're the stewards of the land. They're not trying to do anything negative to the, to the land. So we want to work with them on the self-auditing side, the compliance assistance. But if, you are, if there are bad actors, and there's usually more in heavy industries, we will go after them if we need to. Um, but, you know, a perfect example is on CAFOs. The, you know, the Bush administration tried twice to regulate CAFOs. It was struck down by the courts. What the Obama administration decided to do is instead of doing a regulation, they tried to use their enforcement authorities to go after CAFOs. We reversed that. We are not using enforcement authorities to go after an industry where the courts have already told us we don't have the authority to do by regulation. Okay, um, a little bit about you personally. You used to be a Hill staffer. Um, you, you worked for Senator Inhofe at the Senate EPW Committee, um, and you also used to work at EPA on, as a career employee, is that right? Um, yes. So you seem uniquely qualified to be an EPA administrator. Can you talk a little bit about, a little bit about how your earlier experiences kind of set you up to, to do this job? It really has. I really feel that the, the, my current job is a culmination of my career. I started, as you mentioned, as an EPA employee straight out of law school. I was there for four years, and I worked on the Hill for 12 years for, for Jim Inhofe, actually for, for um, 14 years, 12 years for Senator Jim Inhofe and two years for George Voinovich from Ohio. And then I was in private practice for almost, a, a, almost 10 years. And when I was in private practice, I represented a few farmers. So I, you know, I saw what um, the farmers have to put up with through both when I worked at EPA, but also when I worked on the Hill, and also when I was in private practice. And I think this has really helped me be a more well-rounded administrator. Okay, and I just want to take a moment and thank you for getting involved, because I know, having come from the Labor Department myself, I, I know that being a, uh, a Labor Secretary in a Republican administration <laughs> is, is a tough job, and I know any Republican as an EPA administrator is going to be a tough job, because um, the stakeholders uh, are often the most active stakeholders are often very opposed to, to whatever you're trying to do. So um, I appreciate you um, taking on the challenge and, and being able to, or being willing to take the slings and arrows that come your way just inherently in this position, uh, because these are very important issues for, for cattle producers and, and for, for industry. So thank you very much. Thank you. And my staff won't let me look at my social media, so that helps a lot. <laughs> um, but Ed, thank you a lot for the interview today, and it's great to be here with the cattlemen. All right, likewise, thanks for joining us. You've been listening to Beltway Beef. Until next week, eat beef. Check us out online at policy.ncba.org and follow us on Twitter at, at @BeltwayBeef. Thanks for listening.